it was tough because because in those moments the business was my identity almost you know it was who i was welcome to the men of conviction podcast welcome to the men of conviction podcast we are your host alex and cordell what's up got a little a uh, little shift here in the studio move some lights around with the cameras a little bit let us know if you like it or you, or you like the the dark, gloomy bat cave we had before. So, And if those of you just listening, don't worry about anything you just said. We go back and watch previous episodes. And let us know what you think. This well, compared people to that, that are listening to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Oh, if you're listening to the podcast on a podcast platform, click on over to YouTube and check out the YouTube video. All right, we want to talk to you today about life. We sometimes we run life like it's some kind of sprint. We keep waiting for the, the finish line. It's going to be just around the corner tomorrow next week next month if i just get this year to this quarter whatever it is you gotta stop thinking about life as a sprint and trying to just get to the next finish line we gotta start thinking about life as a marathon and we're running marathons you gotta build endurance so how do we build endurance for the marathon of life i often struggle with that a little bit because a lot of times i'm I'm in a rush to get things done i just want to sprint and get there and have it over with you know, I just want to be over with. Yeah, I think that applies in like a kind of a micro scale. It's like, yeah, don't you don't need to take the rest of your life to like clean your garage or like do your budget. Yeah. And so there are I think there are things that, that are just need to get done, tasks that need right. to get done. But then when we zoom out, thirty thousand foot level of like what do I need to do in my life, you gotta think long game. So there's gonna be those things that yeah, they get done in the moment, but we're running a long race here. That's for sure. Because you make decisions today that, that shape the rest of your life. So you sprint towards the things that you can change and adjust right now. and um, But you're adjusting for the long haul. Well, I guess kind of like my weight loss is it's it's all relative, right? What's long versus short? Who knows? I have no, no idea how many days I have left here. But the weight loss is part of the bigger journey. But I'm not, I'm not letting it stretch out forever. So it's almost kind of like a, a mini sprint. So let's get this knocked out. But it's still, there's still endurance. I still know it's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be the next day. It's still part of the longer game when I think about it that way. It's still part of the marathon. Even though I do see the finish line, I want to get there quickly. still part of the big picture. Hmm. It's an interesting way to look at it. Because, uh, yeah, I, I recently um, I bought a new vehicle, and and I was ready to get it over with. Like This was probably the fastest I've ever gone and made a decision on a vehicle. Went and looked at them on Friday. Uh, my wife and I made a decision on Sunday. And I showed up and Monday morning before salespeople were there. And I was like, hey, I'm ready to buy this truck. Someone's going to hear that, though, and they're going to be like, why don't you just buy it on Friday? So let's give a comparison to how long it took you to buy your last your last vehicle. How long? And, did, and, I, I, and, I, you and, might know better than I do. It doesn't, I it doesn't start with going to the lot that day. Let's, I mean, let's back up to like. Oh, oh I, I, I'm a planner almost to a fault. Um, is it, what ends up happening. I'm a planner, and so I, I, I knew I was going to purchase a vehicle, and around what time I was going to purchase a vehicle, so much so that I moved up the purchase date by like four months. Um, so I probably planned on buying a vehicle two years out yeah you moved pretty quick on that truck when you decided to uh to get it done that was that was probably more sprint like but it's not it's not eternal it's not 
everlasting. It's not something that's going to be based on your whole life, right? So it's just like, hey, this thing needs to get done. Let's get it done. What got us here, what brought us this idea, saw this video on YouTube. YouTube recommended me a, a clip. Some, it was a video called uh, the Backyard Ultra Marathon. Seems like YouTube is starting to know who you are. I'm a runner now. That's what they call me. <laughs> Mr. Runner. That's what they call me. That's what you do in your spare time, just run around. <laughs> My spare time. Sometimes just, with your shoes off, I right? start running. Yeah, I did do that. <laughs> I went on a – yeah, I did that. I went on – my plan was to go on a three-mile ruck. I had 30 pounds in a backpack. I was going to go walk three miles in the neighborhood. And I made it a mile in, and my shoe was rubbing the back of my foot. So I had to <laughs> – my options were basically almost – I thought I could either quit, I can go home and change socks and shoes, or I can take my shoes off. I mean, so. but, but work that out for the people. Like, I mean, I, I might have just gone back home and gotten the right socks and taken the time. But what what's your reason for not doing that? Well, so we'll, this will be interesting. We'll tie this back later. But what I didn't want to go back because it's, it's physics. It's basic laws. An object in motion remains in motion. An object at rest remains at rest. So I was now in motion. So here's – let me back up a little bit more. I've been sharing a lot of my weight loss journey on Twitter and with friends and family. And one of the big questions is always like, how do you stay motivated? How do you keep it? How do you keep it up? How, you know, how do you do this? And I think there's this idea people have of like, well, he's doing that because he just, he doesn't stop. And like, he's just excited about it. And he's, he's pumped up. And that's not reality. Like, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. My plan was to go on a, on a run in the morning. I sat in my truck for like 30 minutes staring at the track because I didn't want to go. I just didn't feel like it. I was kind of tired. I didn't sleep that good. Like my feet hurt. And I was like, I don't want to go do these miles. And so I think that's part of what's missed sometimes when when I do share about my weight loss. Like I've lost 50 pounds so far this year. It's like, oh, that's great. And everybody's, oh yeah, you must, you must just be so motivated. And it's like it's not. It's not 24-7. Not 20. There's moments where I don't want to do it. And so that night. My, what had happened was I I'd overslept in the morning, so I missed my workout window, like my scheduled workout window. And then my thought was to go home right when we're done here recording and, and get it done right after after being done here. Well, I get home, and the kids are outside playing. They want to play catch, and they want to play tag. And they want, so I'm like, okay, well, let me like they're going to be going to sleep soon. So I'm going to give them this time and give that to my family, and I'll deal with my stuff later. But then it's like 9 o'clock at night. You know, we've done baths and book time and people gets to bed and I'm just, I'm tired. And so, so that's a long way of getting to. So when I'm a mile away from my house, my goal is three miles tonight. And I'm like, if I walk a mile home, take this 30 pound pack off, take my shoes off, take my socks off and sit on the couch to put my new socks and put my shoes back. Like, am I going to do it? Like almost being honest, like I may not want to get back up. And so that's where I saw going home to change socks and shoes essentially being the equivalent of like hanging a carrot out on a stick of like, you want to just be done? You know, if you walk, if you walk home now, that'll be two miles. So that'd have been, I mean, that's pretty close to what you were going to do. You know, just being brutally honest with myself, like I might, I might slip in that moment. I've been, I've been pretty disciplined. I've been pretty like enthused and pretty, you know, like structured. But what if this is that moment where I let myself slip and I end up calling it a night because, like, I'm done? That's pretty interesting. I think that's a really interesting thought because I think people don't know how to avoid traps that they have for themselves sometimes. Like, And that's a, a trap that may be specific to you, 
Whereas it may have not been a problem for someone else, but you knowing that's a trap is what made you say, yeah, I'm not doing that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. So what? Just tell about the story. That, that, why, why Back to the got YouTube here. video. Back to the the running video that's recommended to me because of my running status. So I saw a video backyard ultra marathon. It's so ultra marathon. I've learned is is basically just really long races. So you have like your half marathon, thirteen miles, full marathon, twenty six miles, and then ultra marathons. People run for fifty miles, a hundred miles, hundred twenty. I mean, they just run like these super long distances. So I'm like, what is this? So I watched the video. It's like eighteen minutes long. We'll throw a link in the description for the video. Backyard ultra marathon. So the guy has this idea to do a, a four mile loop. Well, he worked it out. It's a little over four miles. It said if you run every hour on the hour for 24 hours for one day, you'll have run 100 miles. And so it's just a, a loop through the woods, 4.1 something miles. And the race was on the hour, top of the hour, the lap starts. And you have until the next lap starts to get back. If you don't make it back, then you're out. And there's no, there's the way he structures it is like the length of the race is determined by the last guy to finish. So whoever the last person to hang out and finish a lap within their allotted time, within an hour, that's the distance of the race that year. They're the winner. Everybody else that did not finish, they didn't, they didn't finish the race. So all these other people got to like, did not qualify or ejected. Yeah. Or- DNF. They didn't, <laughs> you know, and, it seems obviously they're doing it in, in fun. I mean, I saw the video. They had like a, a big cutout. You know, I didn't finish. I didn't finish this year. They get a mug to go home saying, you know, I didn't, I, I DNF'd or whatever. So it's all in good fun. That's just the way you structure. Like this is based on who can hold out. There's no, there's no set finish line. Um, so that's typically you don't want to get a DNF if you're going out and doing a race. Well, yeah, if you go into like an Ironman and you get a, a did not finish, that means that at some point in the course, they're like, hey, you're, you're too slow. Like you're done. Like you're not gonna be able to finish this in time. So you're you're out. And they they pull you off the course. They close the they close the entrance down to the 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 bike or the run. Like you're done. So yeah, typically a, a do not finish is like, yeah, get out of here. You didn't cut it. You know, but this is a little different. There's no, I mean, you could I mean, because the guy ended up finishing, the guy that won ran for like 32 laps. So he ended up doing like 120 something miles. You know, maybe I think it was a little bit more 132, something like that. Did a lot of miles, you know, and so the guy that ran one lap short of that, two laps, ten laps, like they're not, it's not like they didn't do anything, right? There's people in there that ran 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 miles. It's not like they didn't do anything. It's just this is the way the structure is. But what got me thinking about the endurance part is that there's a moment in the clip where he says that 75% of the people that don't finish, they quit in camp. So they finished a lap. They were successful. They don't go start the next lap. And that's that's the crux of the whole thing is how often are we quitting when we're not in the game? Mm-hmm. Before we even start. Before we start doing what I, I, I think I should, and then we stop. That's what that makes me think about. Yeah. It's for, like, I, I think I should start doing this. It would be nice if one day if all those things that you've heard us say before. But this is the reality that these people are facing this race that are out there to compete but they choose not to compete when they're getting their stall and they're getting their feet cleaned up, massage or whatever they're doing, getting their hydration, their food. And they're like, man, it's too much for me. Yeah. I don't want to start again. Well, and, and there's some people, of course, that are in that, that are 
they're just they hit their goal or they hit the number of laps number of miles they want to do and they're they're done like that's that's great but the people that are that are actively trying to keep going and they opt out the first thought that came to my mind was was the fear of not being successful the fear of failure on the next lap i just don't know if i can do it again I just, I don't, I can't, I can't get up to that starting line. So I'm not, I'm not confident. I'm not positive. I'm not, I'm not guaranteed to finish the next lap. That was the thought that came to my mind. I mean, cause realistically, everybody's going to quit at some point in this race. Yeah. I mean, realistically, I mean, you know, this race didn't last years. It lasted a day and a half. Yeah. They end, right. You know, they end. So everybody, you know, has their ending point, but if your goal is to keep going and you're not quitting, giving it all on your co- on the course, that's what probably is, is kind of like interesting, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not quitting and saying like, hey, I'm done. I'm just not – I'm not going to go – you know, I'm not, I'm not going to make it the finish line again. I'm going to quit while I'm stopped. Mm-hmm. And this is not – just to be super clear, everybody, we're not knocking these – I mean, like, it's a, it's a, it's a physical feat beyond anything I can do. I'm not knocking. It's just, I'm just looking at it from a thought exercise, like a people exercise, like almost like people watching. It's just interesting. It's interesting that you would sign up for this race that, you know, you know goes a day plus. <laughs> you know goes 100 plus miles. You know, they, there's people that go into this with the goal of winning and, the, you know, they're not successful. You know, that's just an interesting thought. It's like, where did you get in your own way? If somebody quits on you know, mile 80, like they probably weren't going to win at mile 120, but they're, they're probably pretty broken and tired and exhausted. And so like, I get that. It's just interesting that more of the quits happen in camp than on the next lap. Mm -hmm. That's what I found interesting. And, and so I guess the, the point of that is, is like in life, are, are we quitting before we get started the next part of our journey? Yeah, and that's where that's where I started taking it to life. And I think that it might be easy to like, well, life doesn't have a quit option. Well, well I would disagree, right? I think but it, I think it's easy to think. Oh, life doesn't have a quit option. I mean, I'm just gonna keep going. I'm gonna get up every day, do the next thing. Like, let's look at divorce rates. Let's look at fatherless homes. Let's look at I mean, just lack of relationship. Like, let's look at all these things. I mean, I think there is a quit option in life. I think maybe that people don't want to admit it that there's a quit option. They don't want to consider what they did to be quitting, but there's definitely quit options in life. There's definitely off ramps to the life you're living. I mean, people that drop out of college, people that quit going to church, people that quit their jobs, whatever it is, you know, like you can quit before you get started on something good or in the middle of something that's just a little bit hard. Mm -hmm. So there are off, off ramps. But sometimes people are quitting before they even give it an honest effort. Yeah, or the, yeah, they're they're avoiding the work ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And so this is where this is where this ties back to life, to to the the podcast here, the men of conviction. The reason we're talking about this is that there's going to be that day where you wake up and your feet hit the floor, and you're like, I'm just too tired. I'm just I'm over it. I can't I can't do whatever it is one more day. I can't handle parenting i can't handle being a husband i can't handle going to i can't i just can't it's just too much i'm just i'm just done we've talked about an empty cup before right like you're gonna reach an empty cup but like what can you do 
what can you do before you get to that moment to to prepare yourself to not quit? Because we're talking about running a marathon in life here. You know, we're not measuring it in miles. We're not really measuring anything. It just is. We don't know when the finish line is going to come. It's going to be a surprise to us. But we're talking about running a marathon. So how do we build our endurance for life, for all the demands and requirements, responsibilities we have in life so that we don't opt out? I think it's you got to figure out what's what's worth continuing for and what's optional. You know that I think that's really important too. Well, we were talking about we were, we were talking about the about there are appropriate times to to quit, change course, get off track, right? So, um, you guys don't know this that been listening, but um, I've recently had a, a big change in in life um, for me. So for the past 15 years, I've worked in one industry and uh, owned a business for the past eight and a half years. And it's been nothing short of a marathon, you know, um, for the past 15 years for me. And no quit. Year after year, day after day, grinding away. And we'll probably get into that a little bit more deeply at a later date. Um, but what at the end of the day, what ended up happening is it wasn't serving me very well for the marathon that I was running, a marathon of life. And so to stay in that race and keep sprinting day after day and building endurance for what I thought was what I was going to, you know, I'm owning this business to pass down to my kids uh, wasn't serving me anymore because I started saying like, you know, in my life, what was most important to me was my wife and my kids. And then I figured out it was my God, my wife and my kids. Um, but I realized that this vocation that I was chasing after wasn't going to allow me to live the marathon that I wanted to live. And so I had to figure out how to get on the off ramp which was a big decision. And um, I'm sure a lot of you guys are out there running your marathon, running your race. Um, and I'm not telling you you got to stop and quit doing what you're doing. But for me, I saw a tremendous opportunity to stop what I was doing because I realized that life was a marathon in its entirety and not a sprint. That if I was going to keep in the trajectory that I was on, that I was going to forsake everything that was really important for me in my life because I wasn't going to be able to spend enough time with my wife and my kids if I continued on in business. It just wasn't going to work. Five more years of grinding it out, making a solid score, so Abraham Lincoln would say, um, wouldn't have worked out very well for me in my life as I saw it. But I couldn't be happier now that I'm getting to talk with you guys um, twice a week and hoping to encourage other men to take those steps to let their marathon be reflective of what they want in life versus what's in front of them. I wonder, I wonder, I mean, because is that an off-ramp? Because, I mean, you have a responsibility to God, to your wife, to your kids. You don't have a responsibility. Like, you don't have a a biblical foundational like call to your vocation. You're called to work. But you're not 
called to like, oh, go do this one job for the rest of your life. So if you change your vocation, did you did you take an off ramp, or did you just adjust? Um, went around it, the pothole on the road on the on the on the track you're on. On this side of it, it's a, an adjustment. On the other side of it, before you actually make the change or the shift, it feels like you're getting on an off ramp. Right. It can feel like that. Absolutely. Yeah, it feels like you're quitting. Uh, right. But I, I mean, for anybody listening, that's that's like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, I'm feeling stuck. I mean, like, I don't know that, I don't know that you are quitting. No, because it's not. There's not a a, a stop in pursuit, right? Pursuit in the life that you want to live. So the the pursuit in the life you want to live is ongoing thing, right? Right. And so I was on the pursuit in life I want to live with running the business that I had. And whenever I realized that that business started to consume me more than it needed to and I wasn't able to dedicate the amount of tension that my wife and children and and I needed um it was tough because because in those moments the business was my identity almost you know it was who I was and and when you let anything anything become who you are you lose your ability to to serve your God, your wife, and your kids, and everything that matters most to you. Yeah, what I hear from that, what I take away is you gotta you gotta you gotta face you gotta face your problem head on. If you feel like your job is in conflict with your priorities in life, you feel like your your relationships aren't serving the 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 priorities you have in life. You feel like there's these things that aren't 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 hitting the upper higher priority things. You got to just stop running away from them and be like, well, oh, that's the sprint mindset. That's the, yeah, this, yeah, this job's taking a hundred hours a week and I don't get to see my wife and kids, but I just got to get, I got to get through it. I got to just work my butt off for the next quarter, the next six months, the next year. And I'm just going to get through it. You know, like I'm overweight, but I'm just, I'm just, I just got to get through this next stage. I like, don't worry about that right now. As long as I get through this next stage of life, it'll be fine. But at some point, you got to turn around and face that problem and say, "What am I going to do about it?" Right. Face that fear, the the uncomfortableness, the the work ahead of you, whatever it is, you got to face it and figure out what I need to do. Right. And start taking the steps to to make the the rest of your race be a race that you're proud of. And it doesn't mean that I, I don't regret the first part of the race or however much part of it is of my race, right? I don't regret it, but at the, at the same time, uh, what what I'm I'm excited, guys. Uh, I want to make sure you know that I, I I feel that a huge weight is lifted from me that that's no that's no longer part of my daily life. You know, I, I'm so I'm so thrilled that I made that decision because I feel that the work that that Alistair and I are going to do through mental conviction is far greater for my life. And what I'm called to do as opposed to, you know, just building my business. We'll uh we'll have a deep dive episode soon on what's going on here behind the scenes and what's changing and shifting and kind of some plans going forward. So that's just a little that's a little like little, little sample. Little taste. That's a little Saturday afternoon grocery store sample of what we got going on. But but, but wanted to be a little transparent so that you guys out there know, like uh there's a there's there's some big movements here like uh, just so you know 
I gave up my business that that I intended to own at least until I was about 70 years old. I had a I have a target date for everything almost. And I'm trying and, to run sprints your whole life. <laughs> I run those sprints, but it's a marathon and and I had to focus on what really mattered and 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 I realized that that there's so much more meaningful work for me to do in my life that that I wanted to try to tackle, wanted to tackle the next obstacle and challenge. So I'm here for you guys to help you win uh, in life. And that's that's why we do this podcast It's not so much about uh, me um, and everything, but it's about you. It's not so much about Alex, but it's about you because there's been lots of changes and um, that got us to where we are today. Um, and I'm very optimistic about the future. No, like I'm, I'm super excited that we're, we're able to um, authentically share with you guys about just our lives and the marathon that we're on to live a, a, a life with purpose and intention and to bring you along with that journey and to help you do the same, to help you change the bad things so that your marathon is more pleasant. I mean, I'm sure... Running a race with less pounds, if you're heavy, right, is better. It's lighter. So if I'm running a race, pursuing They're me right now, could be <laughs> running, running a race, pursuing my wife, going after her, and my weight is lighter to pursue my wife. I can run that race a little bit better. Be able to catch her faster. That's right. She can't get away. Well, that's not. Well, true. She can't. <laughs> The implication, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, but- on that note, on that note, this it's almost this almost feel different, but I I think it is really important that you you focus on your your physical well being on whatever whatever race you're running, whether you're running an ultra marathon for the next thirty two hours or you're trying to get through marriage and parenting. I think physical fitness is a big part of that, right? Because you do need to be able to chase after these things. You need the mental clarity to make decisions. You need to focus on what's going on, and I think that the discipline the the effort required to put into making yourself better physically starts showing up in all the other areas of your life. It's a lot more fun throwing the ball with your kid when you're not huffing and puffing for air, I can guarantee you. Oh, we're we're learning bike riding, like no training wheels. Took all the training wheels off the bikes for the summer, even <laughs> even tiny little two year old, you got lots of training wheels. Good luck. <laughs> um I took all the training wheels off. I took the pedals off of one of the bikes to make it kind of a balanced bike. And at first, the kids weren't quite getting it. They're like, well, like, I'm trying to teach them, like, just start kind of, like, walking and running with the bike, like, work on your balance. And so they were they weren't quite getting it. Then they kind of got it. But then I was like, oh, I saw – I remember seeing a video, like, people took a towel, wrapped it around the kids so they can, like, hold them up. And so I went inside, and I got a, a big blanket, wrapped it around my kids, you know, one at a time, obviously not all <laughs> – not all cha- daisy chained together on the doing bike. some kind of circus thing. I can just I'm, I'm picturing my head all three of his kids held up with a towel riding a bicycle. <laughs> but I put I put this this blanket around my seven year old and I held him up, you know, to give him balance. And I'm running with him up and down the street. And there was a moment in there where I I realized I thought about like six months ago I couldn't have done that. Yeah. Like not not that I didn't want to, not that you know, like I physically could not have done that. I might have been able to make like a quarter lap down the block. <laughs> do a little bit, like give a little put. I mean, you have to, you have to, you have to do better. You have to, <laughs> you know, but I physically wouldn't be able to. And, and if I, if I, you know, transparency, if I kind of pushed through and did a little bit more than I thought I could, I'd be hurting the next day. The next day, I'd be like, oh man, I was 
running a little much on these legs, on these feet. Like, man, I'm just. But here I was, man, running up down the street with both, you know, one kid at a time. We did both kids several times up and down the road, and we're just we're just going. And that that felt really good to know that this physical aspect, you know, shows up in every part of your life. Yeah. So get in the game. Know what race you're running. You're running a race of life. Know what's important. And don't just focus on the sprint. Sprinting is important whenever you got to get out of a situation that's tough, that's bad. If you're trying to get out of debt, if you need to, you know, change bad friendships. I mean, run away from that type of stuff, right? You know, run away from things that need to have a decision made on them and that are bad for your life. But focus on the marathon of your life that you don't know exactly where the finish line is, but keep pressing on towards it in a more physically fit and healthy way. I think the other, the other key aspect to this, to building endurance, to running the marathon of life is really focusing. We all get stuck in the multitasking. I'm just going to do all, do a little bit of all these things at the same time and I'll be done even faster. It doesn't work. You're still really only doing one thing at any given time. And so I think what's important is you got to figure out what it is that you have going on. What are you working on? What are the things that are that are calling you responsibility wise? You know, whatever they are, and just like, like almost brain dump them, notebook, app, whatever. Just get them all out, and then figure out okay where all these fit in. So like because that way when you're coaching your kids basketball game at 7 p.m. on Monday, and all of a sudden you start thinking about like oh when am I going to paint the paint the garage door. Well, like that's not for now. You had that scheduled for Wednesday afternoon at two p. Like it's hard to coach uh, basketball when you're thinking about paint colors, right? Yeah. And it's not the time for that. But if you don't know when you're going to do it, it's sitting on your mind. Basically, if you don't know when you're going to do all your stuff, all of your stuff's weighing on you all the time. Yeah. So you got to be able to figure out like how do I focus? How do I plan? How do I prep? How do I get my life organized in a way that I can get the things done that I need to get done? Try it. Yeah. So if, if that's if that's you, try to focus on one thing at a time. Try to write some things down. Uh, I, I know even sometimes still it's it's harder for me to write everything down, but I, I, I get better with it. You know about about getting things organized or what I have to do. And anytime that you're overwhelmed, just try it or try it now. If you feel like you got a lot of things to do, try writing them down and seeing what you can tackle. Go make that mental note or that actual physical marking it off. So you don't do it anymore. You know that you have that feeling of success. Scratch through, we're done with one, that particular item. One thing we do in our house, our family, we have a, a a shared notes app in our phones, and we both add to do items for the house because you know houses, man. It's like there's always a million things to do. There's always a a faceplate that broke. There's always a, a light bulb. A light bulb that needs to be changed. All this stuff it just adds up. That your air filters air fil- it's always something <laughs> and so what we do is we keep this this notes app and it's essentially like a, a constant to-do list and stuff just gets added to it so what i'll do is like i'll go look through like oh we have a, a broken faceplate on one of the sockets yeah so on tuesday i'm going to stop at the hardware store on the way home and grab that and that'll get done so i can check that off so i'm i'm looking ahead to be like okay when I, how much time are these things going to take when can i do them and then being intentional about looking for that way, you know, you ever had that Saturday where like you get to the end of the day, and you're like, oh man, what did I do today? 
Like you just wasted it because you weren't thinking about getting anything done. Whether it's productive or restful, whatever matter. You get to the end of the day, and you're like, I'm not. I wasn't productive. I'm not rested. It was. It's just like I lost the day. What happened to it? You just gotta be intentional about what's going on. So, um, fellows, that's life is a marathon. Marathon of life. Stop thinking in sprints for the big picture, overarching themes of your life. Start thinking in terms of building endurance for getting through the long stretch of road, ideally long stretch of road we have ahead of us in life. And make it full of purpose. Like you're 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 doing it for something. Don't make it just just pursuit of the right now. That that right now gotta have this second mentality is very sprint like mentality and it won't get you very far. That's the the old adage. I'll bring in one more thing here. The tortoise and the hare. You know, every time you read that book, the tortoise wins. Slow and steady wins the race. The hare is constantly sprinting here and there. Didn't cross the finish line first. And so if you think about life in terms of the tortoise and the hare, the tortoise is slow and steady, wins the race because they know the direction they're going and they get across the finish line every single time knowing that they ran their best race. Marathon. That's all we got for you today. That's what we got for y'all. Hey, so if you listen on an app, leave us a five-star review. If you listen on YouTube, give us that thumbs up, that like, and click that subscribe button. Um, let us know if you like this conversation's format a little bit better, too. It's a little something different. We want to know about it. They only know if it's different if they've watched another episode. So go watch something else. If you cool. ha- this if this is your first time, go watch something else. Go watch something else. <laughs> now. No. <laughs> They're shorter than this one, by the way. Most of them. But we are the Men of Conviction Podcast. We'll catch y'all next time. We out!